0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In uh, many places within um, the Catholic Church world, um, Ascension Day is celebrated 40 days after Easter, which would have been Thursday. But we have such uh, busy lives. Uh, There was a time when there were... You know, special masses on par. Ascension Day is a major holy day on par with um, Christmas, Easter, but we're just so busy. A lot of things, a lot of little liturgical things would happen on Ascension Day. There would be like a formal, the candle would be put out on Ascension Day after the gospel. It's a sign of um, our Lord's earthly presence. He's no longer with us and so the candle is extinguished. Not bringing quite a closed Easter, but that his presence is gone. Um, there would be special hymns, special sequence. You know, when we were in the Shota House, what we would do was a very special liturgical celebration. We would get white balloons, we would fill them with helium, and then we would just let them go in the chapel and they would go up into the ceilings. Okay, now the rector, of the, the dean of the seminary, he didn't like that idea. And it wasn't prescribed in any liturgical books, but uh, that's what we would do for our little celebration. In one particular year, we did this for morning prayer, and we had the solemn mass at night, Uh, not that we were mischievous seminarians, and the balloons began losing their helium. And so Jesus, in the form of the balloons, started coming back to earth, and... The preacher that day was Bishop Vogel. He was in the pulpit, and one just sort of floated down. He was giving his sermon like this, trying to pretend nothing was going on. And the balloon came right in front of his face, and he just grabbed it, and he continued his sermon. And then he tried to pop it as he was reading his sermon. <laughs> that was sort of a, a liturgical ceremony that didn't make it into the prayer book. There are some other places that um, I've seen some strange things on Ascension Day. I've I've been, when I was in the Holy Land, the chapel that commemorates at Mount Tabor, Jesus' Ascension, beautiful altar there. And you look up at the ceiling, and in the ceiling, there's this cloud with these rays coming out from the cloud, and um, two pierced feet coming through from the ceiling. That's all, just two pierced feet, and the cloud, and uh, the... Uh, rays. And then I was like, wow, he can even go through walls. Those things we sort of, we miss the sight, we miss the meaning, we miss what is really at the heart of Ascension Day because it's an extremely significant festival. And it wasn't designed just that the church was saying, well look, a few months ago yeah, we celebrated his coming into the world, so we have to do a liturgical symmetry. All right, got to have a festival of him going out of the world. And we have to balance the two. No, there's more to this feast than just recalling his ascent into heaven. And that has import for us and for our lives. The first lesson that we learn from it is that we are to have spiritual growth and support for one another. Imagine, if you will, you being the apostles. Try to put yourself in this mind frame and it's Good Friday and you see your master killed and you think this is it, it's all over with, it's all done, we're finished. And we even hear in John's Gospel, On the Sunday after Easter, they were all together in the upper room behind closed doors for fear that the authorities were going to come and arrest them. They were afraid. And then they see him. And what happiness. It's the Lord. It's the master. Everything is going to be all right now. And 40 days later, he says, well, I'm leaving again and this time, knowing who he is, but you can't! How are we going to make it without you? What are we going to do? The spiritual lesson that the Ascension teaches us, that just like them, as the apostles struggled with fear, uncertainty, with grief, we come and support one another in the life of the Church. We do this in ways that we don't even think about. Sure, we're doing it right now. We come together as the body of Christ to worship God, to worship Christ on his throne of glory through the icon of the altar. But we support one another. How is it done? Simple things, walking up to the stairs into the church. Hey, how, how are you? How's your week? What's going on? Oh, great week. Oh, not so great. At the coffee hour, we begin to talk. How was things going? Job. How's your family? Something like that. And we support one another in those directions. When we're beyond Sunday and we see one another, we, as the body of Christ, we offer support to one another. We might not say that I'm giving you the support in the name of Jesus. But just as you were baptized, and that brand of baptism is on your soul that you cannot erase, you bring that with it, even in the colloquial, even in the friendly conversations that we have with one another. We support each other in our joys and in our sorrows. Joy shared is joy doubled. Pain shared is pain halved. So we follow the example of the apostles. And through it, we try to be, somehow, the presence of Christ, that we know that he dwells in us. So the lesson is of spiritual growth and support for one another. But there is also, from this Ascension Day, a lesson that you and I have a mission. This is a difficult mission to talk about, especially in the the United States that right now, we feel Christians might be uh, under assault, assailed. And then we also see the individuals, how many times that we go and we almost feel that we're being pushed and pulled in a guilt way. Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and savior? And like, well, yes, but give me some time to talk and explain to you what that means. Well, we do have a mission. He gave us that mission. Go ye therefore, in Matthew's gospel, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's very, very difficult in our pluralistic society because it's come to to the point sometimes others feel, well, that's a personal thing, you know, I don't want to be a holy roller. Some people will never ever read the book of the Gospels. So you have to be the book of the Gospels. And they will know the Gospel by reading you. Our mission is to teach others about Christ, to teach him to obey all that he has commanded us. And then the angel appears And says to the apostles, the apostles probably filled with fear, filled with wonder, filled with awe. Gazing up into the heavens. Boy, I don't want to leave here. I'm afraid to leave here. This is a good place to be. Men of Galilee, why are you looking up into the heavens? You have a job to do. Do what he said. He's going to meet you in Jerusalem through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we have a mission, that mission is accomplished through prayer, because after they leave the mount, and they were continually in the temple praising God, that's a difficult thing as well. Many of us remember the time when our churches would be open, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you could come in. And sadly, because of the state affairs, in order to be good stewards of what we have, we have to lock the doors. But you can be continually praising God. And I'm not talking about hallelujah, praise the Lord. I went to seminary with one of those guys. I hope I didn't say that out loud. But continually praising God that our lives reflect, even when we fail and even when we fall short, even when we're afraid, even when we're wondering what's going to happen next. How am I going to do this? So I suggest you, every time you go by a church, every time you go by this place, say a prayer of praise, a prayer of praise to God, a very small one, a simple one. How many times, driving around through town, we pass a church? Hard not to. Maybe how many times coming down here? Just offer a word of praise, a word of thanks to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. Ascension Day is also a day where we learn a lesson about fulfillment. A fulfillment of a promise This is probably the most important part of Ascension Day. Because on Ascension Day, when our Lord ascends to heaven, something happens on that day that never happened ever before in the entire universe. A human being is brought into heaven. Up to that point, God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, prior at the creation, before the world was even begotten, they lived in harmony with each other. Divine light, God from God, true God from true God. In a realm of spirit that we cannot grasp. But on Ascension Day, God says something very important. You, as human beings, matter to me. We're using Prayer D for Easter. And if you want to pay, I should have written down the page number. You can look for the preface and look at the preface for Ascension, which could be used for today. The priest would say, That where he is, we might also be. To do what? To reign with him. That is powerful stuff. It's not that come to heaven so that you can serve me. Yeah, I created you as human beings because sure, I think humanity is very important and I'm God and I do those things. No, you're important. And you're not going to just serve me up here. Our preface says, To reign with him and live with him in glory. The completion of his incarnation. God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son to be born of a woman. That flesh matters to him. And he takes that same flesh back to where he is. That, he leaves, is a promise for you and I. That when we leave this world, one day in his time, in God's koinai, in God's time as we say in Greek, we get our bodies back. In what way? I don't know. Paul didn't know. But somehow it's important that how he made us body, mind, and spirit he brings us all back together. The promise of the ascension. Well, then the last thing. Well, that's a lot that you just said, Father. And sometimes uh, I don't know if I really believe it, or sometimes I struggle believing. I know, because I do too. How do we get out of that difficulty? He promised. I will send you the Holy Spirit. Just wait. The power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. It's very, very funny, and don't want to steal the thunder from next week since you're stuck with me next week as the preacher, that so often we think in the last 60 or 70 years, the Holy Spirit has just shown up. And so many people prophesying and talking in terms of the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit told me that we should and that we are going to. The Holy Spirit had always been around. Always trying to infuse his love in us, infuse his knowledge in us, infuse his spirit in us. So that all of these promises from ascension will be workable will be doable, so that before we leave this world, we can know him and love him and serve him and be happy with him in this life, and then ascend to that place where we will live with him forever and forever. Amen.